Live from Genghis Cohen in the heart of Hollywood, it's the Nighttime Show. Tonight we have our head writer, Matt Walker. I'm the voice of the Nighttime Show, Mike Black. And we have our very special guest, star of Drake and Josh, Ultimate Spider-Man. And he has a new record called Honest, Mr. Drake Bell. And now, the host of the Nighttime Show, more sinister than the entire Sinister Six, Stephen Kramer Glickman! You better believe it! We are, uh, we are joined today by uh, one, of the, one of the finest actors of our generation, a dear friend, a man, a myth, and a legend himself. Spider-Man himself, ladies and gentlemen, Drake Bell is here with us. Yes. What's going on, guys? How's it Give going? It up. Uh, this thank is a you, this is a, a long time coming, buddy. We've wanted to have you on the show for for quite a while. Yeah, um, this is really cool. I'm glad really, I can make uh, it. I'm happy happy that you're here. Uh, we posted a little thing uh, to the web to kind of you know just to just to give people a little uh, what's up surprise. Just say hey, you know, if you have questions, you got questions for Drake. We did a little hashtag TNTS on uh, on the uh, interweb. To just kind of see what uh, what kind of stuff we get, so um, I will have I'll have some questions for you from the internet later. But let's start with this, Drake. Let's start with this. Where were you born? Where'd you grow up? Orange County, California. Are you enjoying this? <laughs> I'm sorry, my mouth's full. Tell, tell them what yeah. you're eating. What are you eating right <laughs> just now? So they'll know. Fried noodles. Yeah, oh, they're very good. Yeah, well, Genghis you had Cohen. this at Genghis Cohen, so I'm like, oh my gosh, can do? I eat? Not eat, yeah. eat Genghis Cohen while we're at Genghis Cohen? Now, you kind of have to. The fried noodles are off the hook. Yeah, 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 they're really it's good. It's not yeah. fair. And that sauce. It's the sauce on side is which so one, good. <laughs> now, which one do you like, the spicy mustard or the plum sauce? Plum sauce. Plum yeah. sauce. Yeah. That's yeah. A, a man a, after my own heart. He's a yeah, plum sauce. Yeah, man after plum sauce. Yeah. So, <laughs> sounds dirtier than it can is. Can you turn <laughs> my, my uh, headphones up a little bit? Yes. Sweet. Uh, number God, that's four. Sexy that's yeah, everyone was sounding like very soft and quiet. There, now, now, there, now, there we, we go. go. Oh, oh, yeah. Do you like the plum well, you get to talking about Tell plum the ladies sauce how much you love that It gets real sauce. sultry real fast. Uh, where, did, where did you grow up, Drake? Where are you Orange from? Orange County, California. Yeah. Orange County. He's Orange a California County. boy. Yeah. I read that your mother is a professional billiards player, like world champion, Hall of Fame. That's true. What? Yeah, two-time world champion pool player. Oh really? God. Yeah. That's incredible. Did you grow up playing a lot of pool and she just kicked your ass all the time? Is nah, just yeah. in a bunch of, just in bars and, mm -hmm. you know. Would you watch her? Did you ever hustle anyone? You ever see her hustle people? Uh, you know, my mom's like sort of uh Sexism she used to be. <laughs> she used to be kind, of, but now she's like June Cleaver. Yeah. Know? So she wouldn't. She wouldn't really do that. Now she just kind of. She's retired and she teaches uh, the elderly. What? Wow. So she has like students that are like ninety five, ninety six years old. What did she crazy. teach them? She did teaches the like pool. Yeah. Really? How to play pool? Yeah. Oh my How to God. hustle? It's funny that there's like a that. bunch of ninety year olds that have wicked game now. Oh, they love it. You know? It's oh, crazy. Yeah. It's so funny, and she loves it. The stories she has is so are so funny because they get so competitive. <laughs> but you know, they're like. I, I went with my uh, with my my mom's. Uh, she's not a world champion uh, uh, pool player, billiards player, but uh, she is a very good uh, billiards player because she had one in her basement growing up. And mm. we uh, we went together to a bar in San Diego where they were playing pool. I was gonna play against some guy, and then the guy was like, uh, "Put a little money down. How about a hundred bucks?" And threw a hundred dollar bill on the on the table, and I go, oh, "I don't have any uh, cash on me." And my mom goes, "I do." 
and throws $100 down, and she fucking wiped the floor with him. And it was oh, great. Awesome. It's great. Yeah. yeah, I wish that I could take my mom into uh, into pool halls because she just looks so unassuming. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, you can't take her into somewhere that where people know pool because it's like, oh, I wonder if they'll know that Nolan Ryan can throw a fastball. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, I wonder if Tiger Woods can hit a hole-in-one. It's, like, <laughs> it's, like, it's like bringing a celebrity into, you know. But if yeah. you go to just some Joe Schmo pool hall where people are just, you know, they don't know pool. Yeah. Um, but, the, yeah, that would be fun to kind of just have her wipe the floor. But. Does she do, like, a bunch of trick shots and stuff? Does she oh, yeah. Do all that? She does. Awesome. I, mean, I mean, dude, she's one of the top five women who've ever touched a pool cue. So yeah. She does it all. Oh, I mean, she, she doesn't miss. She's... She's out of control. She was, you know, she was... Uh, and are you any good or no? I mean, I can beat my friends. I can play, you know. I can yeah. I can shoot a little bit, but not because of growing up. I mean, probably just growing because of growing up around it, not from... You just pick up a few Learning from her. From her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. she didn't teach us. She would... Uh, she, you know, we'd say, oh, let's. I want to play pool, Mom. Let's play pool. She'd go, okay, rack the balls. And then we'd break. Nothing would go in. And then she would run the... Table. Run the table. Right. Okay, rack. Game over. Yeah, and then sure. she'd break the balls, run the table. Okay, rack. And be like, okay, this is boring. We want to go play outside. She's like, good, because I want to practice. I don't yeah. want to play with my kids. And, uh, and so she would just never, ever let us win. Ever. Yeah. Wow. Never. Ever. You've never God. beat her. No. Not once. Not, no, didn't she get lucky. It's not, yeah. it's literally in her, it's not in her DNA to let. Yeah. Anyone, even if it's her seven-year-old son <laughs> or her, ne- I mean, her grandkids now, like she'll let them make some ball, but they'll never win the game. Yeah, I think wow. you know, like no, well, to be a no. world yeah, champion, no you way. need that. Yeah, it's right? it's yeah. very funny, but um, but she just didn't want us growing up in pool halls and hustling yeah. and getting you know going and being in bars all the time, yeah. really. Sure. And so and she's yeah. like, if I teach my sons how to play pool as well as I play, or yeah. even close, even in the in the realm then yeah. they'll just they'll be they'll just be degenerate sitting in bars and hustling people yeah. so. now you have yeah. another athlete in your family because heath bell is your cousin mm-hmm. uh all-star baseball pitcher yeah wow. yeah for the uh, padres for the padres and years, the, yeah. yeah the diamondbacks and mets and all that yeah uh, he was yeah. one of the best best closers yeah. Yeah. what about your uh what about your dad what is your what your dad uh do um rack the balls no. yeah. <laughs> pretty much <laughs> pretty much no he's just kind of a all around hand, handyman. Yeah, yeah. He's a contractor. Was he around most of the time when you were growing up? Or was he? He was the one who got me in the business. Really? Yeah. How so? Well, uh, I was. I don't know. We were. I was young. I was like five years old, and I was. We, we were really into old movies, and I, we would always go to the video store, and I'd want to get old Jerry Lewis, Dean Martin, and. Abbott and Costello and the Marx Brothers, and he just nice. he was obsessed with that stuff, you know. Growing up, yeah. still whenever we go to whenever I go over to his house or he comes over, my we're watching, you know, Leave It to Beaver and all the old old classic stuff. He's the yeah. one that got me into like Elvis and the Beach Boys and Beatles, and that was just oh, always cool. around in the house growing up. And so I would, you know, try and sound like Jerry Lewis or fall like him, you know, just messing around as a kid, and he got me into baseball and stuff he was really into baseball and i just i would rather be doing something that had to do with entertainment than sit on a bench in a little league or try and hit a baseball it was just wasn't my thing and so he could just kind of see that he's like well do you want to try and actually do this for real you know and yeah and kinda, dude, we didn't know we he'd never done he'd never been in the business no one so we were really just shooting blind even though we you know grew up out here in la but 
we didn't know anybody in the business or anything like that. So. Yeah, and you get those calls. It's like back of the penny saver, you know. Oh, there's yeah. a manager for children, you know. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, that yeah. seems safe. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Oh, my God. That's kind of fucking terrifying. Oh, it's I Kevin remember. Spacey's house. What? Oh, oh God. God. Matt, why'd you have to go there, Matt? <laughs> Uh, MattWalkerSucks.com is a real <laughs> website. Please uh, go there and say what you want. Um, uh, I, I, you know, when, uh, when one of my first jobs in Los Angeles, uh, or first first uh, meetings I ever had in Los Angeles, uh, I was 18 years old, and I met with John Robert Powers. Oh, Remember uh, those guys? Of course, yeah. Or John Robert Powers. They were like a talent agency for young yeah. people. Oh, yeah, they and were. I, I, oh, yes, they were. And I went in there, and the, uh, the agent at John Robert Powers was like, Wow, uh, you sure are uh, real. You real nice. You're a real nice guy. You're great. How old are you? I was like 18. He was like, "Would you, how would you feel about working here? Like working in? <laughs> like you could you could be a train. You could be a teacher trainer person. Like you're more qualified to be that than to be <laughs> an actor. Yeah. He's like, why don't you consider working here? And I carried their in my old wallet. I carried his business card for about five years in my wallet, uh, like as I was living here, trying to decide, like, do I, is that the job I'm is supposed that what to I do? do? Like, yeah. And it would always be that one thing that would play through your head where you were like, well, I just lost my job at some shitty restaurant I worked at. Maybe I should go. Well, I guess it's time, time to, to call John or Robert Powers. <laughs> I never did. I never ended up working there, but it was like one John of those, Robert like, Powers. was back, that, of the, back of the book. He's, that's still around. It still, it still exists. It's still a it's thing. still around, yeah. right? Yeah. And yeah. anybody that, is listening to this just beware of it and don't <laughs> and don't do anything with them what's so here's what's so weird though like and headshots uh, aren't five thousand dollars no yeah. they're <laughs> not just uh, they're not wait a second yeah. have you ever done one of those classes where they pay they pay you like some chunk of change and then you have to go talk to a bunch of kids about like the industry and like have you ever done one of those because i no, did i did it one time I, I i have friends who've done some of them and they just are so I'm like, Stitching. I'll go to a school and I'll like talk to kids and stuff like that, but I'm not going to have really. you give me some money so that you can take money out of these. Ki- I don't know. Yeah. It just seems yeah. kind of grimy. What's well, so brutal. For the record, uh, I will let you take money and pay me so you can steal money from children. <laughs> I'm available for that. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I will take just, that money. I have no qualms about it. There's too many ways to make cash that. I don't need to do that. Well, you know? I got I got hired for this guy Adrian Armante. Do you know him? Yes. Yeah. So he has a school, and he hired me for like th- I think it was like three days. I got paid like like two or three grand. Like oh it was yeah. Like a fucking chunk of change, and yeah. I had to show up for like five six hours each yeah. day and talk to a bunch. They had he had like. A thousand kids from around the world that had flown in, their families had flown them in, and then they'd sit in a classroom and you're like, make them get up and do a monologue. And don't you want to just look at them and be like, okay, here's my advice. What you just did, don't do that. Yeah, don't do this thing. What you're doing now, now, don't do this thing. Do that. But what's what's so weird is, is that like, then, and this is not an endorsement to to him in any way, shape, or form, (laughs) but like, I've had to cast a shitload of stuff over the last year from like a lot of non-union stuff, mm-hmm. and I run into like we have to cast kids, and you put stuff out on breakdown services. You look at their little resumes, and ninety percent of them are like kids who have gone through his 
school and like have stayed on their family has stayed on because either they stay on or they or leave. they or they're gone yeah. but no. it's like that's for some kids that's their only way in they yeah. hear about it on the radio they go to a thing they pay a fuck ton of money that's the thing and to get that that's and like i got in trouble because in the class uh one of the parents said how much money should we pay for headshots and i said you should never pay more than a hundred dollars for headshots yeah i mean at that's most like 300 bucks yeah. like yeah, nowadays yeah. like yeah like but 300 I was like, bucks i was like, like your kid is changing every day he's you know this oh yeah six year old especially for like young kids well, I was like, yeah, like, a six year old in a year from now those have an iphone yeah you can, like you know yeah. you everyone that buy a nice camera learn photoshop yeah, you know yeah, and yeah. i got got in so much shit like they got because they were selling thousand dollar headshot packages, yeah, packages and I yeah. looked like a real asshole but it was yeah. like what I, I don't I, know I, can't, I think that's just you can't bullshit I don't know it's just yeah. just preying on young kids is yeah. well and it goes through the whole industry like you see like come to this workshop and meet this casting director for oh, yeah. Yeah, all the casting yeah. director workshops yeah. I didn't and, feel bad doing those have you ever been to those like Hollywood has been shows Oh, where, God. where you know you you sit you're sitting next to like, I don't know the the, the Billy Barty and like <laughs> oh that's awesome and then the dude who I played, wish it was Billy Barty and the dude who did that would two be quite episodes. a trick it's like Brian Barty he has been yeah. dead for a decade like, I would be I would really feel like I got screwed over if they sat me next to the dead guy Billy who Barty was on like three episodes of Columbo he had like, yeah. he had like a character arc mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and they, I would and then they sell like and they sell like headshots with their yeah. autographs on them. Yeah. Yeah. For like hundred and fifty bucks, two hundred bucks, and then there's an entrance fee to the thing. Well you, when, when Steven signed for, autographs. For the <laughs> no, I mean I've done, the I've done them, but I <laughs> Yeah. Steven did I've an autograph signing for how many people? Oh, oh no! Oh, hang on a second. <laughs> it was called In Person Inc. Mm-hmm. Did you ever hear about this place? It was on Hollywood. It was Hollywood Boulevard and Highland. And uh, these guys opened this shop up, and they said, "We'll pay you." Uh, do you remember how much it was? Well, like, it was like, like a thousand, two grand or two something. grand, something like yeah. this. They're like two grand in cash. They'll hand you an envelope with cash, and you show up, and they will they'll send a car to come pick you up, and they'll have <laughs> lunch and food for you. And they said they print a thousand headshots of my headshots for me to sign for this thing. And I was like, "Yeah, I'll fucking do that." I go, "Can Matt come with me?" So Matt gets in the car. We get in this car. They take us down. We, no, we just there ourselves. When was this? Oh yeah, we we said, "Oh, we don't need the car because you're yeah, be easy." Because it's so like close. you could walk there. Yeah, so we get there, and there is an armed guard. And he's like, Stephen Glickman has arrived with with his plus one. Move him in, move him in, move him in. And they like get us in in the back. They have all of our food, all of our stuff laid out. And they go, uh, Would you like to eat anything? And Matt and me are like, Yeah, I guess we'll eat some. F- we have a little bit of food. We get a drink. They go, Okay, uh, what color uh, sharpies would you like? Uh, we have all these different color sharpies. I was like, uh, Pick a couple out. They go, Great. The headshots are on the table. Uh, security, let's get them in there. We get in. All the windows have have stuff over them, so you can't see how many people are outside. And then they go, They go, Are we? ready to open the door and I go yes, yes they hand me the cash in the envelope okay yeah. and they go alright open the doors and they open the doors <laughs> and in the three hours I was booked there three four, people, four like, people three or four three people three or four people showed up and they were so <laughs> fucking upset Drake you've never seen more angry people in your life like their business is evaporating in front of their eyes you were like the second person ever they that they panicking. hired they were panicking these old people who opened the were panicking what have we done? <laughs> what business model is this? 
Why what did we, have we done? Why, did, why didn't we try harder? Oh, <laughs> why, why didn't we, we try should, harder? We should have taken That's out the best, <laughs> the best <laughs> thing to hear when someone's world so is collapsing. Why didn't we try harder? So their business model was in-person ink, like, oh, we're going to get these celebrities. In-person. In-person. <laughs> and then, here's the best part. They go, like, the lady goes like this. I go, she goes, she goes, I'm going to try to get one of these cup families on the street. And she goes, I she goes, would you like to meet Stephen Glickman from the Disney Big Rush show? <laughs> <laughs> and they just, and the family goes, no, thank you. And they just kept walking. It was the best. It was the would best. you like to meet? Yeah. Would and you <laughs> please come in? We're so alone. Didn't one family. For the meager price of $35. Oh, yeah. They were charging like, like 40 meet? bucks a, a ticket to come in and. Yeah. It I think one of the families only bought uh, the ticket to get the autograph is so they could come in and use the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> if I remember correctly. Yeah. Oh, my God. They're like, they're like, can we use the bathroom? Like, customers, uh, customers only. only. They're like, okay, fine. fine like, here's the go. $35. God, son of a bitch. One of the, there's a photo of me with two of the four people that showed up, and I look like I am on another planet. I am like, oh, this is a wonderful experience. Who do oh. I make this out to? I need to shit. Uh. I need to take shit. Oh. I'll make it out to I need to take a shit. It was the it was the best, and at the end they like watched me walk away with the money, and you could just see them so upset. And we walked. That must have been so awkward walking oh. off with two thousand dollars from these people whose lives are over. You just made them about forty bucks. Forty bucks, maybe, maybe if they're lucky, they got forty bucks out of it. No, they. They're now instead of being negative ten thousand dollars, they're negative nine thousand nine hundred and sixty. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because you were there. Oh shit! It was good. they were out of business within a month. Yeah, they were gone. I would love to hear who else did that. Oh, uh, <laughs> oh I know that Burt Ward. He was their first it? one. And he no was way, big hit. Burt Ward did it, he and he was it. like a hit. He was. Uh, a big I was going to say a bunch of people must have shown up for him. Yeah. Yeah, so that was like a big deal for them that they got yeah. Burt Ward. Yeah. Burt Ward has some sort of if legal If they kept thing. it like that. If yeah. they kept it like, oh, Burt Ward. Oh, the next year, next one is going to be, you know, Jack Klugman or whatever. You know, something <laughs> yeah. like, like, sure. old, like old, cool, like kitschy, cool yeah, people like that you never see. Yeah, yeah. Erica, yeah. You know, then I it mean, I don't know. Erica Strata is everywhere. But yeah. like somebody that you, like Burt Ward, I don't, like when was the last time Butch Patrick, you know, like or some, yeah. some yeah. stupid, like. They only do like Comic-Con once a year and then that's it. I would say not just get them but get them in costume and put a set behind them there you go oh, you yeah. know if, if Eric Estrada you're right everywhere but in the chips outfit on a motorcycle like he'll take a picture oh, yeah. on the back. you get a picture with him like arresting you or something yeah. and that would be cool yeah well, that's, that's what they're doing they're deal. doing this whole thing what I think would be really cool is to do a meet and greet situation like that but do what you just said so for right. example if we were going to do a pop up for I don't know what was a what was a famous set on Big Time Rush? What was like the main uh, set like that the, everyone would recognize? The record studio. The record studio. Okay, the so record the record studio. studio, right? Yeah. So say you pop down in Chicago or something, and you build the record studio in the middle of the city, See, and you have the sense. four guys and that you makes sense. That like do a do a picture opportunity, but mm-hmm. everyone gets to come into the record and be in the record, not just like oh right. I'm standing outside of Macy's with. 
the gang. You know, whatever. It's, yeah. just, it's kind of more of an immersive, cool experience. Like for Drake, like if Drake and Josh's bedroom or something, sure, was in San Diego, and you could come take pictures with Josh and I, with yeah. me and Josh. Then it's a fan experience, then right? You exactly. Get the whole yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's also like a conversation piece type photo. People are like, "How did you get that? You yeah, know? like how were you possibly in that room? Like we don't <laughs> yeah. understand how that could have happened. Yeah, yeah. that would have been cool. That makes that makes a lot of sense actually. Uh, we got to tell cook. tell that old couple that <laughs> that the in person folk. Yeah, exactly. Um, Okay, I got I got a question here. We're gonna take a question from uh, at Constance Maslow, big time dreamer. Wrote uh, uh, Drake, who inspired you to become a musician? That and that is a, a a big part of your life. Is I've seen you perform live numerous times. You fucking destroy your new record. incredible new on record stage. Absolutely. When the new what's the new record called? It's called Honest. That's what I was just on tour for. I just came back from tour. I was on tour. Dude, where are you Friday performing? Night. I've seen these pictures. It looks like the audience is. It looks like you're performing to like an entire civilization. <laughs> really? Like, okay, good. Those, because I, I'm wondering if my Instagram enormous. skills work to make Dude, these small audiences yeah. look like they're just seas of people. It looks like that. Hundred <laughs> percent. No, man. they're good. They're good. Audi- they're like uh, like three, four thousand. That's fucking amazing, audiences. man. They're really great. That's incredible. It's been a fun tour. Um, and then what we've also been doing is we've been going into all these high schools where uh, we put on like a mini music festival for them. Oh, my and then, God. Yeah, so imagine you walk outside your high school halftime or early and uh, you have a full Lollapalooza happening with the bands playing wow. and Guitar Center booths and Hollister booths and... Uh, you can go into the Guitar Center booth and bang on drums and guitars and pianos and all this stuff. And, what? Uh, in and out has a truck and like all this different stuff, you know. Jeez. Um, and then we put and then we donate for every school. We donate thirty thousand dollars worth of uh, recording and musical equipment for the, uh, oh the school my God, and stuff. That's awesome. So it's a really it's a really cool thing. Who um, are you doing that with? It's this company called High School Nation, and uh, we have all these just different like Takis as a sponsor and um, uh, oh. Cowtails, which was a really big issue this year because they're so freaking good and we had boxes and boxes of just hundreds of them in our in like literally sitting oh, you mean next the candy. to candy yes talking, yeah i was oh, not I was, literal like, cowtails cow yeah. i was like what oh, i wasn't sure what he was talking about no cowtails the candy is these they're these caramels they're really with good white he's not kidding cream uh vanilla cream in the middle of them what they're so addictive they're so they look like freaking good but made and you uh yeah and we just had like literally just Handfuls of them, and we—I I ate probably a thousand of them. So, it was bad. It was <laughs> oh bad. my god! But yeah, but anyway, my next, musical next tour is, is going to uh, be sponsored by the Diabetic Clinic. Yeah, no, it really is. It's <laughs> that's it's, fucking it's insulin. But uh, <laughs> musical Keeping influences are like uh, the Beach Boys, the Beatles, Elvis, John Lennon. Well, that's the Beatles. Um, uh, ben Folds, uh, Rufus Wainwright. Wow. James Taylor. You can uh, hear that in your music too. So a oh, lot of singer-songwriter huh? type. Yeah, I mean, uh, the the 60s British Invasion is really my thing, and Rockabilly, and like 50s, yeah. 50s and 60s is really like my bread and butter, yeah. what I love to listen to and play. Um, but but I love, but I'm so eclectic, man. Like, I love 20s music, I love 30s, 40s, like, I love all that old big band era, the old, all the old swing stuff. Um, yeah. So it's kind of just what, what mood I'm in. I love, like, I'm a huge fan of Brazilian music, like Jao Gilberto and... Antonio Carlos Jobim and Astrid Gilberto and all that kind of stuff. What was the last one? Astrid Gilberto and like, uh, hello, hello, <laughs> hello. 
You're on. No, I just I didn't. Wait, no, no, no. I just I lost. Oh, did I lose myself? Did it, was I the only one that just lost myself? Um, must have been your. Oh, there we go. Yeah, it was my Sorry about that. Sorry, guys. Sorry. Um, yeah, I'm back. Uh, yeah, Astrid Gilberto, she's awesome. She's this, uh, she was Zhao's, Zhao Gilberto's, uh, wife back in the, the 60s, and she's, she's got this really incredible voice, but it just depends on what mood I'm in. But yeah, that was the stuff that I grew up on, was all that old British. That's awesome. Do you have, a, like, your band that you play with, are they the same band that you tour with all the time? Well, right now I'm playing, it's really cool, I'm playing with an all-girl band. What? Yeah, and so uh, it was cool. I had this drummer that I played with who was really great, and so I was talking to her about this new tour and for the new record and everything. And then we were looking for guitar players, and she had mentioned a couple people. One of them was this girl who was really incredible, and I was like, oh, man, we should actually just have all, all chicks. That'd be kind of cool. And so... Uh, we found this awesome bass player, guitar player. We put so we put this whole band together who's really great, and so I've just been been playing with them. Wow. And, Do they uh, have like a name where they like fun. the Bellettes or something? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. No, we got to come up with something. But no. the Bells, the Southern yeah, Bells, Drake, or Drake something and the like Bells. That. Or the Bell tones has been taken, right? Ooh, I like Drake and the Bells. Something like that. That's awesome. Are, are you going to play any dates here in LA while you're in town? Well, we actually played. We just played at the Rose in Pasadena. Which is this new, new uh, venue? It's very, I mean, it's a cool venue. It's a great venue, but it's just for our kind of thing. It's just a, it's kind of dinner theater. It'd yeah, be great for like stand-up comedy. Yeah, you know? but oh, for but for a band, you're kind of like you're you're like playing your new single, and you're and people are literally like <laughs> having soup. Oh, you know, like yeah, really? you're just like, what That's is a little and they're all sitting down yeah. and, then they're all, and then fans who are there to see you are like, wait, are we, they don't know. Are we in the wrong room? Are it, we in the, yeah, yeah, it's just a weird vibe. Uh, and then we played the Canyon Club the next night. It was crazy. That's, that's a came, great venue. Yeah, yeah that's great. awesome. Yeah. That place. See, the, it's the same as the Canyon Club, but the Canyon Club yeah. will move the tables. Yeah. 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 So yeah. they can have sitting, standing room. And if you want to sit and have dinner, then cool. Then eat. That, that's yeah. fine. They're very accommodating but to both, to the exactly, artist yeah. and the audience. Yeah, there's a place down in, in San Juan called the Coach House. It's the done same that. thing. I've done yeah. stand-up there. It's great. Okay, like stand-up's fine. Stand-up, yeah. great. But when you're playing in a rock and roll band and you're looking down <laughs> and there's somebody like passing the salt, you're just like, I yeah. don't understand. This is just such a weird vibe. That yeah. is weird. You know, it's, that is really yeah. weird. It's like when you go to shows, I'll go to shows which are, you know, I don't know. I like I like older acts, so... You know, you kind of go. I come. I see the comebacks come around a lot. You know, and they're mm. these these rocking bands that you want to get up and dance. Like for example, the Who. You know, and you're like yeah. standing in your seat, and the guy behind you is like, "Hey, sit down. I can't see." And you're like, yeah. "Why are you sitting at the Who?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I get it. You're 65, but stand up. It's the Who. This has like, to be the most exciting thing yeah, that happened to like you this year. It's like they're seeing <laughs> Billie Holiday or something. I'm <laughs> yeah. like, then, dude, this is punk rock. Like, then you stand can, uh, up. You get yeah. stuck in one of those loops because you're like, "Who do you?" want to see yes the who no who do you want to see <laughs> what? yes like the who yes no That's so ridiculous so with your influences and stuff do you ever throw in like covers of any oh of the yeah we songs? do tons of covers all the time yeah oh, covers cool. of the covers are so fun what are like some of your favorites that you've thrown in um have you heard a band called jellyfish there's a band called jellyfish it's really really great but doing we, we cover a song called joining a fan club that's just like a very it's like it's like covering Bohemian Rhapsody or something. It's oh, just okay. this very intense and like vocal heavy and musical heavy. Operatic yeah, sort of thing. Very yeah. Like when musicians are like, oh shit, you covered 
fan club like <laughs> live like how'd you get that live what um so that's a lot of fun and then anything beatles i want to play all the time and elvis oh, totally. yeah I'm always just pulling out any of that. So you cover like Octopus's Garden? I love Octopus's <laughs> Garden, actually. Octopus's Garden in the shade. It's hard to be in a bad mood when that song's playing. Yeah, you know? if you listen to the background vocal harmonies on that song, they're so cool. <laughs> and then they sound like they're underwater, like how yeah. they made them sound like the bubbles. And like the, they're just... Yeah. Have you ever people diss on that song, but it's a great song. Have you ever met? Have you ever met a Beatle? <laughs> have you ever met any of the Beatles? No, I die. You have. I, I have <laughs> met. I, I've met. I've met a, a Ringo. I met two Beatles. I met Paul McCartney. What? At the, he he comes to the Hollywood Improv and sits in the audience sometimes in the back in the corner and watches shows. He just. I don't know why, but like once a year, he'll just show up, sit in the back, and he'll watch like for three nights in a row, he'll just watch comics. And I was walking towards him, and every, everything in me just kind of, I, I just wanted to say something, and I like kind of did like a little wave, like a little hi wave, and he winked at me, and mm-hmm. everything in me was like, oh, I'm so excited! <laughs> I got winked at! And I called my mom. Um, that was the only uh, experience <laughs> I had with Paul McCartney. Uh, with Ringo Starr, not as great an experience. <laughs> no. no, that was not Ringo's fault, by the way. Not Ringo's fault. Ringo flipped you the bird instead. <laughs> I, I went to an event called uh, it was the John. It Lennon. wasn't all peace and love. Peace and love. <laughs> no, it was an event called the John Lennon Imagine Benefit for AIDS. It was an an AIDS. Imagine benef- AIDS. I don't know. A, that's not a. It was John Lennon benefit for AIDS okay. for AIDS research, and I, uh, I I I got there and I I waited and I went I, I did my little red carpet thing and there was there was no one famous at the event at, at all. It was at the Hard Rock on Hollywood Boulevard. Mm-hmm. It was me and that guy from Glee. The remember the 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 he was like the janitor on Glee. I don't know. It was I like some guy. Don't know. And we had no we had nothing to say and we were bored out of our fucking minds. And uh I did the carpet, did all the interviews, and then I went back and did them again. Like I just because there was no one else. There was no one else and, and no one was there. And so I went back and one of the interviews they said, uh, did you hear that um Ringo Starr is gonna be here tonight? And I went, Oh, oh, is he? Is he going to be here? <laughs> and they were like, yeah, Ringo Starr. Ringo Starr is coming to the event tonight. And I was like, oh, great. Super <laughs> excited. And I was like, give me a yeah, break. Did you say all, like not even? Oh. I was like, yeah. I was like, that's no one. Like no one. No one cares. I was like, that's, first of all, no, it's not happening. Also, first of all, it's not happening. Second of all, like, why would you make up? Why would we? Why would you make up that we're going to be excited about the, the least exciting Beatle? <laughs> Of all the Beatles to like say it's coming, like why Ringo? Like, like n- no one, no one is not even Ringo's excited about Ringo being <laughs> yes. here. Like, give me a break. He's not coming, and also no one cares. And the guy was like, you know, uh, Ringo Starr is like a legend. And I was like, I was like, look, the only reason he got to sing was be- uh, any songs was because Paul McCartney fell asleep, <laughs> and then he woke. Paul McCartney woke up and he was like, oh what. What's going on over here? <laughs> why, why is Ringo singing? Oh, I said no one lets him sing. And as I'm doing this to a camera guy, 
Ringo Starr walks up behind me uh-huh. and goes to do an interview with the next thing. And the guy goes, it's Ringo, and turned the camera to him. And I ran away. Oh. I literally ran, screamed. I went, ah, and then ran out of the event and ran as far as I could. And there is video. There are photos of me on the carpet next to him looking terrified oh of me realizing God. it's happened. Like It was the stupidest, worst. And I'm a huge, huge Beatles fan, but I just was. I was just fucking around. I didn't think. And a huge this. Ringo Starr fan. Huge Ringo <laughs> fan too. Uh, yeah, just. A I think he did excellent work as Mr. Conductor. I'll have you know, uh, he look. was good. He was uh, good in the film Caveman. Do you remember that? Movie? Oh my god! Yeah, back yeah. In, what was that? Dar- Peter Sellers. Yeah. Is that Daryl Hannah? No, I don't no, know no, 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 no. Pre Daryl Hannah. This that's, is like yeah. in nineteen sixty. Oh, that's the Cave Woman. Something yeah. of the Cave Woman. Clan of the Cave Bear. I'm yeah. Anyways, um, <laughs> first acting job, uh, according to IMDb. Says home improvement. Is that true? No. Well, fuck you, IMDb, you lying. (laughs) Was that before after Seinfeld? Because you did an episode of Seinfeld. That was before Seinfeld. What? I didn't know that. Yeah, Yeah, I was on Seinfeld. What's the first job? What's the first job? Well, I mean, it was commercials. I did tons of commercials. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, My first commercial was a Whirlpool commercial where I had to sit on a tree stump and eat a popsicle. That's pretty cool. Pretty, pretty sweet. Yeah. And they paid you sweet. for that. They paid me for it. Yeah. And I got to skip school. So Whoa. Was, nice. I was, yeah. How old were you? Pretty stoked. Maybe? I don't know, like five. Oh, my God. Six. That's outrageous. I think I was like six. Yeah. I love it. What was first TV, like, uh, like us uh, acting job on a TV show? Um, First acting job on a TV show, probably... Maybe, maybe home improvement. Oh my god, I'm so sorry, IMDb. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Maybe, maybe, maybe home improvement. You, what did, what did you play? I think I was eight. It says that you played Little that. Pete in 1994 on Home Improvement. Yeah, and I've then, done movies and stuff before. Yeah, the uh, neon. There's Neon Bible. Neon Bible was before that. That was before that. Okay. Yeah. Um, drifting School. Oh no, Drifting School was that. Minor after. Adjustments. Yeah, like, Drifting School. Sure. Minor was, Adjustments with Rondell Sheridan. What was Little Pete's story on Home Improvement? What Little was Pete name? was Pete Bilker's son. He was uh, Tim's uh, construction worker friend, and uh, my mom had run out on us. And Tim <laughs> feeling Shit. Tim feeling bad was like, oh, you know, I'm gonna give you my old tree. You know, the old uh, swing set in our backyard. Uh huh. So when Jill get got home, she's like, "What are you? That, that was the kids' trees, uh, uh, treehouse, um, swing set, and we, I, I had their measurements marked on there, and oh. it's all of our memories, oh, and yeah, how no. could you? And it's all gone, you know. And now, you know, it's at this kid's house. So he invites me over, and he's like, uh, "Hey, you know, why don't I take that old crummy swing <laughs> set that's full of splinters anyway, yeah. and build you a, a brand new one, you know?" And uh, He's talking to Pete, to to my dad and saying, "Oh, it must you know he must be some happy-go-lucky kid. Look at him, always smiling." He's like, "No, you know his mom ran out on him. Just tells him the worst <laughs> yeah. story. He's like, yeah. you know, should have known going to the grocery store with nine pieces of luggage in the car, <laughs> <laughs> kind of thing." And then uh, looks at me, you know, he's like, "Oh, why don't I build you a new one?" I'm like, "Oh, is he gonna have a teeter totter?" He's like, "Yeah, sure." He's like, "Oh, is he gonna have a you know a swing set?" He's like, "Yeah, sure." He's gonna have a sandbox. Yeah, sure. What a sandbox? A treehouse? <laughs> yeah, fine. They you know they have one at the park. He's like, "All right, fine." Yeah. So he ends up having to build me this whole big thing, <laughs> and then gets the treehouse back and saves the day for Jill and everything. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Uh, yeah. Now in drifting school, you got to work with one of my uh, one of my favorite actors ever, Bubba Smith. <laughs> 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 Academy movies. 
I was like, what Bubba actor Smith in that and movie from is your Miller favorite Light actor of all yeah. time? How weird is that? I have Bubba a, Smith is great. I love that. I he love was so Bubba cool. Smith. Do you have a story about him? No, just that he was massive. <laughs> yeah, he's got to be enormous so in comparison. Big, man. Yeah. Especially when you're a kid, too. Oh, like, my God. God. Uh, I just remember him being just a giant. <laughs> yeah. Hey, so, uh, Matt, mm-hmm. uh, you know, as always, I, I brought a bottle of Fireball whiskey to yeah. the show because Fireball time. is the best. It's the best. It makes every show better. It makes everything better, man. It makes dates better. It makes dancing better. Mm-hmm. It makes podcasts better. Mm-hmm. It makes shows better. It makes stand-up better. It makes dealing with your family better. It yeah. makes uh, crying better. It's so much better. I love, I love it. I'm going to drink some right now. And you know what? If I hold the bottle up, you can actually hear the Fireball whiskey you talking. can't hear a talk. Yes, you can. I'll take the lid off. All Hang right. on. Okay, now I'm going to hold it up. You can hear. Steven! Steven! Yep, that's, Steven! That's the fireball. Well, that's in the bottle. I want to be inside you. Oh, all right. <laughs> Steven! Hey, fireball. How are you? I'm so horny, Steven. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you are. All right, now I let's... I want to do it with your stomach. Uh, well, oh, get, wow. in, get on in there. I'm going to drink you down, right. baby. Here we go. Yeah, swallow it. Yeah. <laughs> get in there. Ooh, oh, how does yeah. it how's it feel in my stomach? It feels so good. Yeah? Oh, my God. Oh, so good. Hey, who's making all that racket? Oh, God, there's another man in here. Uh, Steven, oh, you yeah. are. How much uh, stuff do you wait, have in your stomach? Who's in my stomach? Who is that? He looks so handsome. Oh, that's Gary. Yeah. Uh, Gary, Don't you remember? Gary asked if he could. Uh, I slipped sta- down an onion ring last week, bro. <laughs> yeah, he, <laughs> yeah. He needed a place to stay. Yeah. Uh, I'm Airbnb-ing my your stomach, stomach right definitely, now. Yeah. yeah. So, Gary, how is it in there with the. Uh, it's good, bro. I'm not. I'm not ready to blow out anytime soon, man. That's cool, man. <laughs> um, gonna, you know, uh, I'm gonna hang out in here for a while. I hope you don't mind hanging out with Fireball Whiskey. Oh, yeah. It's gonna be great. We're gonna party together. <laughs> We're gonna give him ulcers together. Yeah. Aren't we? <laughs> oh my God. Hey, Let's hey. kidney stone. Scary. Let's, go. Let's do a Let's sloppy second. Let's be get revenge you. for him eating us, even though we want him to. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Just kind of rolling inside. Oh, I think you should go see a doctor, Stephen. I probably should. <laughs> uh, guys, Fireball Whiskey, it makes everything better. All right, let's get back to the show. So was your breakout, like jo- the job that was your breakout job, was was it Jerry Maguire? Is that the job that I mean, I don't know what you would you? mean by like breakout. Like but. the job that kind of put you into a, a different category. Like Because everything up to that point, it's all good stuff. Men behaving badly. These are all like regular. Like and what good, did you? Well, let's jobs. talk about Seinfeld for a minute because you did the Frogger episode. Yeah, right? and I just had like one line episode. quick in that. I just said like, you know, thanks a lot, Mister, for messing me up on the Frogger game. He like makes me die. <laughs> yeah. like, go left, go right, nah, whatever. Yeah, um, but I feel like Jerry Maguire is like a that's a big fucking movie. That yeah, was that was pretty movie. huge. That <laughs> was pretty massive. Did yeah. it? Could you feel it at that age that it was a big deal? Or uh, more later. Like, yeah. More like when it became like. So I mean when it, yeah I mean all the Oscars and all that kind of stuff was all, yeah. but I think at my age it didn't. I don't know I don't think, and it was weird too. Like I kind of separated the two. Like me, those scenes weren't a part of this big movie. I don't know. It's a, you ever yeah, make because, a movie and you kind yeah. of like when it gets to your scene you're like oh now I see the hair and makeup people and I see the day and I see what happened around it and then all of a sudden you're seeing parts of a film that you weren't. In, uh, you know, mm-hmm. parts of that same film that you weren't in, 
and it all of a sudden looks like a movie to you because you weren't you weren't there, there while they were shooting it. Right. So it looks like a movie. You know what I mean? So yeah. I don't know. I had sort of a disconnect at Did a young age. Did you spend any time with Tom Cruise when you were? Oh, there? dude, unreal. Did he one have of the, one of the coolest? nicest okay. best people I've so ever worked with. Did he with. have you at hello? He had me at hello. <laughs> <laughs> he had me at hello. He was the he's absolutely one of the coolest people I've ever worked with mm-hmm. in the, the 25 30 years however long I've been doing this. Well, for what about Lip Nicky? What was he like? Lip Nicky's cool. He's okay. cool dude. Such I didn't meet him. I didn't meet him till years later, but you guys are both jacked. You guys could No, he's you guys a little more fight. jacked than yeah, I am. Yeah, he's pretty jacked. Yeah. Yeah. But you guys could uh, you guys could play superheroes. Uh, well, tell tell Marvel. I will. I'm get me into some hey, live Marvel. action. Get Marvel. me some live action Get him superhero in the stuff. Fucking thing for this. God's sake. Yeah. Yeah. Do you? Uh, I mean, you've been playing Spider-Man in uh, the animated uh, Spider-Man series for how long? How long? How many versions of this have you done? Well, this is. <clears throat> excuse me. The the Ultimate Spider-Man that I did is the uh, longest running action adventure animated series of all time. Wow. That's, That's pretty amazing. Huge. Holy shit, really? Yeah. That's incredible. It, we went back, I it was Batman Beyond that. before. Yeah. And then we, we surpassed Batman Beyond. Whoa. How long has it been on? Um it, yeah, five it, years, two thousand four two thousand four, two thousand five, I think we started. Oh my god. I remember watching it when it got on Netflix and then No, wait, sorry, not two thousand five, two thousand fifteen. Sixteen, seventeen. No, wait. I don't know. I'm do the math. Do I'm the math, bro. I don't know. I, I, I was an actor when I was a kid. I didn't go to school. I don't think people care I don't about know the numbers things about that much. Numbers <laughs> and math. Yeah, I was on set, man. The important part is you did. You were freaking Spider Man for a long time. We did over a hundred awesome. of them. I know that. We're in a Chinese restaurant. Somebody and you had like <laughs> some of the live action uh, Marvel actors doing voices with you, didn't you? Like oh, Clark yeah. Gregg. And, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, who yeah, were some a lot of the of other them. ones that were like? Um, yeah, let's see. You got uh, you got some you got some peeps. There's some peeps in there. Matt uh, Lanterns in there. Uh, Tom yeah. Kinney, J.K. Simmons. Oh yeah, J.K. Yeah. We had J.K. Clark Gregg, Jonah Jameson, yeah. Stephen Weber, Tara Strong, D. Bradley Baker. These are all. I mean, and the you know, and then uh, well, Kevin I mean, Michael Richardson, dude, Mark Hamill. Come oh on. yeah. Oh my God! And yeah. Phil Lamar, who's about to come yeah, on our Phil's show. Phil's amazing. Now, He's incredible. Now, who did Mark Hamill play on it? He uh, played uh, was it Arnim Zola? Oh, okay. The the big giant robot, yeah, yeah. Uh, Nazi <laughs> uh, yeah. inventor. Yeah, yeah. Now, yeah. J.K. Simmons, you worked with a lot then on that show. Was mm-hmm. he terrifying in person? No, he's like a really cool, dude. Because he just, very I've never seen him in anything where I'm not like completely terrified. frightened by yeah, him. Because no, I, I first remember him from Oz. And your first oh, yeah. introduction yeah. to him is him basically carving a swastika into some guy's ass. Yeah. And you're yeah. like, oh, that's a scary motherfucker. Holy and then, shit. like, you see him in Whiplash, you're like, oh, he's still scary. Yeah. And then he does, like, farmer's insurance commercials, and I'm like, nope. Yeah. Nope. Not, I'm not buying nope. it. And don't <laughs> buy it. You're going to burn my house down. People need insurance do. from you, like J.K. Simmons. Juno, he, yeah. The dad in Juno, he's like, honey, mom, I'm, dad, I'm pregnant. Oh, that's cool. That's great. That's yeah. a, no problem. No, 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 the guy deal. who impregnated her is a dead man. Yeah, <laughs> right. Know? Like, yeah, he's like, oh, <laughs> like, okay. So, uh, honey, you want you want to take this one? Okay, great, cool. But him as J. Jonah Jameson was like one of the first times ever in a movie where I was like, that is the comic book nailed character. It. Yeah, nailed it. Stepped out of the comic book. <laughs> I was like, he completely. just kills it. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, here is a uh, a weird credit mashup. We're gonna what? play. It's a weird <laughs> thing. It's a. It's a weird credit mashup. Mike, sing the song. Credit mashup. Pow. 
Thank you. That was really good. Um, <laughs> you were in a movie. Yes. Called Perfect Game. Yeah, I was. Uh, Perfect Game was directed by Dan Gunselman. Dan Gunselman, yep. the father mm-hmm. of Logan Gunselman, yes. the stand-up comedian that performs uh, regularly on the nighttime show live. And has the, done our podcast And has a done our times. podcast a few times. Uh, and Ed Asner was on the uh, in the, the was one of the leads in that movie and we just uh, went to his house and interviewed him. This movie, this fucking weird movie, Perfect Game, continuously keeps intersecting with all of our lives no for way. some strange movie. <laughs> What's it about? I don't I've never seen it. It was it came out in 2000. It's Patrick Duffy, Ed Asner, Dan <laughs> Gunselman, and uh, and then and then Drake Bell is one of the uh, one of the leads. What's in the, the movie about Drake? Uh, Sarah Paxton's know? in it. Oh my god! When she was super young, we that was we did a superhero movie together too. Years later, oh yeah, um, the kid, the uh, that little kid who played the remake to Leave It to Beaver, mm-hmm. yeah, he was the star. He like was the lead. Oh, Orlando is it, Brown. Is it yeah. a baseball Before movie? Before he lost or? his mind. Yes. Okay, so it's about a perfect game. Yeah, Wait. it's okay. basically it's basically just you know Sandlot kids playing baseball, big giants, mm-hmm. little giants, kind of sure. you know. I just love that, like, of for some weird reason, we just keep intersecting with this movie. That's so where funny. like we keep running into it. Logan Gunselman, by the way, hysterical stand-up comedian, mm-hmm. and we like keep every we keep reminding her of this movie, and it just <laughs> annoys her. It annoys her. <laughs> annoys her uh, too much. Probably too much. Um, you uh, you were in High Fidelity when you yeah. were a, a young man that was as a well. Thing. That's a fucking huge movie. Yeah, that movie did something very dangerous and I want to address this right now. Uh-oh. Every because I saw that movie, I tried to reach out to all of my ex-girlfriends to find out uh, what I had no. done wrong in my life and turns out Did they all just say everything? Yeah, they just were like <laughs> everything, you've done everything wrong. You're terrible at being you were terrible as being a boyfriend. Um so it it, uh, it it definitely caused I'm sure other guys did that too. I don't know. Have you ever done that? You ever reach out to ex-girlfriends and ask them what you were like as a boyfriend and why it didn't no. work out? No, I that? usually know. Really? Yeah. yeah. No, you just it's never my fault either. <laughs> <laughs> so they're usually reaching out to me going, what did I do? Why? It's uh, not me that's hysterical. Yeah, that is a terrible idea. I know. It no. really is a dangerous idea. Yeah, especially idea. when you're not as cool as John Cusack. Yeah, no, like, I yeah. definitely am not as cool as John Cusack. <laughs> yeah, you don't yeah, own that's... a record store. Yeah, yeah I mean, come on. <laughs> I have a lot working against you on yeah, this really, terrible plan. I really, really do. Um, you, uh, you, I'd say uh, Amanda show, uh, Amanda mm-hmm. Bynes show, huge, huge fucking, uh, that's a, that was a huge uh, deal for you because that was, was that your first time being a series regular on yeah. the show? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so let's talk about this show because uh, my girlfriend knows I'm obsessed with Amanda Bynes, have been for a very long time, mm-hmm. huge fan. When she went kind of crazy and kind of went off the, the edge a little bit, yeah. made me love her even more. All oh. right? I'm a big Bynes. I'm a Bynes head. Okay. That's what people call me. Um, you got to tell, tell me what this girl was like because that's where you, you started working with Josh Peck during yeah. that time. You started working with all sorts of other wonderful people. But let's talk about the Bynes. Give me some Bynesness. I want to know some Bynesness. What do you want to know? Tell me about her. What was she like as a kid? What, what was happening? I mean, what was happening she was, around her? She was just... I mean, she was awesome. Yeah, she's really freaking talented. She was a, you know, ball of fire, and uh, you know, it was just really cool to see. I, I don't know. For me, I was young, and 
she was already on uh, all that mm-hmm. when I when I started the show. How much older than you was she at that time? Not that much older. I mean, okay. pro- I think she's only thirty. We're probably the, we're probably the same age. Okay. Um, but she had been on all that before, and mm-hmm. I watched her on all that. So when I got to do the when I got on the Amanda show, before I got to know her, you know, to be like friends with her, it was. It was really cool for me to see somebody like, oh wow, you know, she's my age and she's she has her own show and she's running the ship and she's like doing all she's in every scene and cha- and for something like the Amanda Show, it's not like, you know, it's not like you're doing Full House where you just, you know, how easy it is to work on a sitcom where you just memorize your dialogue and you're in normal wardrobe and nothing, yeah. you, you know, yeah. you don't get messy. Nothing happens to you. You just say your lines and everyone laughs and you move on to the next scene. Yeah. Well, it's like the Amanda show, you know, she's in full, it's like Tracy Ullman or something. Yeah. She's in yeah. full makeup in one scene. And then the next scene, she has to go into di- completely different prosthetics. And then the next scene and different voices and characters and all of this stuff. And that's what I, I grew up just loving. Like, Carol Burnett and all of that, you know, Rich Little and voices and, and, and impersonations and Sammy Davis Jr., all, just all that kind of stuff. And so uh, so for me, just watching it was just like, I was like, man, it's dope to see somebody that, like, oh, cool, maybe I can, maybe I can do that. Like, I don't have to be, you know, 30 years old. She's 12 yeah. and she's got her own show and she's yeah. running, <laughs> yeah, running Yeah, she's already shit, killing you know, it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so it was really cool. Yeah, and uh, what was your first impression of... Um, of uh, Josh, uh, I didn't like him. Really? <laughs> no. <laughs> Why not? Because he was like a little whiny baby kid. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he was. He was like. He was just this like. I don't know. He was kind of like a little. I don't know. Were you guys that different at that yeah, age? Yeah, we were completely antithesis opposites. Yeah, totally. Really? Yeah, it took a little while for us to warm up to each other, but then it, then we did. You know, he was just so freaking funny, and like we just we we became best friends. You know, it was just but. You know, the first me, I was, it was just like, ah, well, the the thing was, is he came in on the second season. Okay. And so you guys already had your dynamic. I was the only guy on the show. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? So I think that was a little bit of like, wait a minute. Wait, so they, they, they got rid of one of the cast members and then brought on a a dude like, but you already have me like what? So I think that was what it was, was kind of like, I don't want (sighs) to have, you know, and then when he started doing his stuff, I was like. So you're saying you felt inadequate? A little bit, pretty much. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. I mean, but then there, was, you know, and then he started being funny and started doing, st- and I was like, oh well, all right, you can't, you know, it's like, oh well, he's good, okay. <laughs> yeah, that that yeah, that also. happens though. That happens with a, uh, you know, when you when you develop a dynamic and then they bring someone else in, it's you know, it gets yeah, it's a, it, yeah, you gotta a you gotta get used to it. You know, it's like it kind of. But uh, obviously, our chemistry was like undeniable, and we like we clicked. It was just, you know. I'm really happy. I mean, I watched uh, you guys kind of reunite recently, yeah. uh, and that, uh, like, no matter what, for fans in general, you know, when fans know that like there's a beef or there's weirdness, you know, it it kind of sours shit a little bit, and and it's ni- It was nice seeing you guys kind of come back together. Yeah. Did you get that feeling? Did you get that vibe from like? It was more important for the fans, even. Well, yeah, I mean, for you I mean, guys. definitely, definitely. Was there like a big feud going? That yeah, I'm, there was a huge feud. What, what was, was that all about? Well, I mean, not huge, but like you know, it, I don't know. He's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, everything's cool. We're all good. He's a cool dude. I love him. Look, it. 
Look, things get weird sometimes. Everything's great between me and Paul. Don't worry. About <laughs> it. Everything's, everything's fine. We're gonna, the Beatles will get back together soon. Don't worry about it. Look, talk I mean, to Paul. Ask Paul. Are you, you saying that your relationship with Josh Peck at one point was as al- alive as Billy Barty at that point? <laughs> Pretty oh, much. Wow. Wow. Pretty yeah, much. I mean that that happens though. I mean, you burn. Sometimes you guys people burn out on each other a little yeah. bit. You know, mm-hmm. you fight. You grow in different ways, and you kind of grow away from each other. And then, yeah, man, know. it's just, I just, I just missed my friend. <laughs> <laughs> now, he's, because he's on a big show right now, right? Isn't he? Is he? No. Or no. He did something. He was on a show. He was on a show. Grandfathered, right? With John Stamos, yeah. With John oh, Stamos. that's the one he was on, yeah. And yeah. you went okay. on that show, too. And you guys, yeah, yeah, had, we did like a little reunion kind of thing on there. Oh, it was yeah. pretty Shit. fun. That's pretty cool. Pretty cool. That's nice. Yeah. That's a good time. Um, I would love to take some more questions from the Let's web. Do, it. do you mm-hmm. want to? Uh, you want to go live on Instagram, or you want me to go live on Instagram? What I are you in the mood for? We can both go live on Instagram. Go ask. You these. can go double live. Let's go double live. Here, I'll I'll, I'll hit him up. <clears throat> so, have you you've sort of shifted away from the acting these days? You're really focused on the music. Would well, I just. Had a movie out called American Satan. It came oh. out uh, what Friday the Thirteenth with Ian McKellen and uh, oh Lydia God. and uh, that sounds cool. What's her, what's oh, his name? Uh, Andy Andy uh, Andy uh, Black from uh, Blackfield Rides and Sebastian Bach. Like I don't know. It was all these cool metalheads and stuff. American um, American Satan. American hmm. Satan. I would watch that. Thirteenth, yeah. Um, and then uh, I have this other movie that I just finished called Cover Versions with Debbie Ryan and uh, Jerry Trainer and some other cats. And uh, yeah, not sure what. Well, I'm not sure when that one comes out. But mm-hmm. we just we just finished that one. I haven't seen either of them, so I'm always like very wary of like, oh yeah, I'm coming out in this movie. Like, so <laughs> oh yeah, I, like American wait till I see it, and then I'm like, okay, yeah, all right, it's cool. So yeah, come yeah. on out and see yes. the movie. <laughs> I know American Satan. I know this. There's all sorts of crazy people in this too. Yeah. Denise Richards is Denise in Richards, it. Yeah. Boo Boo Stewart is in it. Uh, Malcolm McDowell. Oh yeah, I Malcolm mean, McDowell. Yeah. Mark Boone Jr., who did our podcast oh, yeah. and was terrifying when he was on the show. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Lots of lots of fun people. That 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 movie looks terrifying and awesome that looks like it was a lot of fun um is there something that you haven't done in your career that you would really like to do is there some like a project that you've never gotten to do um i don't know i would i probably probably just something i want to i want to start i want to direct a movie yeah yeah Mm -hmm. i think and tv I want to direct TV. I've directed TV, but I just want to do more of it. I, well, want, I, I like force. Like my favorite thing on the planet Earth is, well, other than like playing live to a sea of people. Sure, yeah. of course, yeah. yeah. But you know, like when I'm at home, not on tour, what yeah. I would want to be doing with all of my time is directing four camera sitcoms. Wow. So yeah. you want to be yeah. like Fred Savage, who's yeah. a kid star. Oh, now be, I mean, Fred's a great friend. Is a good friend of mine. And. Uh, <clears throat> Unbelievably talented that guy is, and he, uh, he's he's definitely a a, a blueprint that I would want to follow. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. he's 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 directed some Drake and Josh, mm-hmm. and uh, and and yeah, I mean, 
God, if I could have as much of directing as he has under his belt, that'd be incredible. But you know, like the Rich Carells and the Jerry Parises and um, all these guys. It's just you know Desi Arnaz. Like I'd love to be Desi. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Um, you know, I would also like to have a billionaire wife divorce me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of the uh, one of the things that we uh, have to talk about, and if we don't talk about it, we're fucking idiots. We, like we we really should talk about it. Uh, Mike Black here and mm. and I uh, are well, we're both big toy collectors and uh, memorabilia people. Mm-hmm. We both have a lot of crazy <laughs> weird shit in our in our place. Mm-hmm. But no one at this table it even compares to Drake Bell. Uh, I've been to your home. <laughs> I've seen what you've collected. And I'm such a massive fan of what you've done uh, as, a, as a Disney fanatic. Mm-hmm. Like, your shit is next level stuff. <laughs> I want to I talk about this because, okay, just to give you an idea. This guy, Mike Black here, yeah. uh, at, Mag- I, I, at Mike Black at Attack on uh, Instagram and all across social, is like photos and photos and photos of like tons of toys of the entire collection of every Aliens toy that they've ever put out. And then custom ones he's like handmade himself or had people make, right? If they didn't make them, I wouldn't make it myself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that sort yeah. of thing. Like. Yeah. Crazy stuff. And then I have... Um, most of the 1980s Star Wars action figures and vehicles and playsets from that time period in a big giant glass case next to my desk. Yeah. And I'm consistently going on like Facebook and on eBay searching for pieces that I'm missing from that time period. And I'm, and then Mike got me into like the six inch, you know, black series figurines. So now I've got like a giant set. And Rachel bought <clears> me the the giant, massive Disney Tie Fighter, which now yeah. sits in my office. Like I got way yeah. too much stuff that way. I just, but I, fr- you, you over, you, you have a fucking tiki room, my friend. <laughs> that is a whole nother. I do, I do have an enchanted tiki room. Yeah, let's walk through it a little bit. Tell me about Disney. About Disney? Tell me about Disneyland. What do you want to know about Disneyland? I know everything to know. Tell me how you got interested in it, why it became a big deal for you. Because I grew up across the street. I grew up down, you know, after school, it was instead of going to the mall, we'd go to Disneyland. And I grew up in Anaheim. This is back in the day where you had the E-tickets and B-tickets and all that so you can get it for free? I'm not that old. Okay. (laughs) I'm that old. You're that that old, you old bastard. We used to go there because there was no entrance cost. Yeah, yeah. You just go in and walk around. the tickets, yeah. But not, no. I was way past that. But, uh... But yeah, I just it just became like my home away from home and I just I just love it. And now anytime I can go down there, I it just it's the nostalgia of it, you know? And uh and so yeah, so when I was doing my new house, my old house was more gothic kind of uh uh looked like haunted you know, mansion. Yeah, it's kind of yeah, <laughs> kind of yeah. And the new one is much more fantasy land. Okay. Uh, yeah, look the old one was more Pirates of the Caribbean haunted mansion kind of thing. But the right. new one is much more fantasy land uh I've got a, I've got the enchanted tiki room that uh, that I that I did all custom, and then my I mean, bathroom is all haunted mansion. Oh, the that's whole, cool. We, my, there's a graveyard on my toilet, and like all this different <laughs> stuff. Wow. That I've you gotta tell Mike a little bit about uh, the enchanted tiki room because that that room is it looks legit to actual I mean, Disneyland. The, the, yeah. the 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 viewers the listeners won't appreciate it, but I'll show you pictures afterwards. I would love that. Um, the, and can yeah. we post a few pictures of it? Yeah, or sure. would that be crazy? Yeah. Um, do you have the Dole pineapple stand near, nearby? <laughs> the Dole Whip? No, I don't. But they do. They're selling a Dole Whip sign at uh, 
at Disneyland that I just haven't picked up yet, but they, I got to grab it. But uh, yeah, but yeah. But, but basically, you walk into my house and it's just all Disney art and Shag. I'm obsessed with the artist Shag. Who? Uh, what kind of stuff does? Shag I thought do? you meant yeah, just shag carpeting everywhere. No, I just was like, shagging. Really, you're not alone. Have a shag, <laughs> you know. Um, but no, uh, it's a, he's this artist, Josh Agle, who calls himself Shag, and he does uh, like very kitschy '60s, uh, mid-century modern, like cartoony art. So it's oh, something that cool. looks like, you know, a cartoon ver. Someone, so it's it, okay. Imagine somebody who was really into Hanna Barbera and the Rat Pack growing up. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think I've seen some of that. Sort yeah. Of. Okay. So like, and 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 they were, uh, and they became an artist. Like I think yeah. they what, did, what like, would they paint? And that's what it basically looks like. I think he did some sort of illustration for Mad Men, where he did like the whole cast and that stuff. He may have. He may have. He did yeah. Twin, Twin Peaks thing recently. He does a lot of di- art for Disney. Um, but it's all very tiki, mm-hmm. you know, Shriners. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love your kitschy, fireplace. Yeah. What, what color is your fireplace? It's like a, it's like a baby robin's egg blue kind of oh, so thing. Two tone. It looks like di- it's like very Mickey Mickey's house. You gotta tell them yeah. about the TV. You tell them about the. TV? I have like I have an old TV from 1965 that actually works like a working wow. Philco. Mm-hmm. That's like the really the only TV in my house except for the one in my bedroom, but uh, <laughs> the. Uh, but yeah, it's really cool. It's old black and white. You kind of—it's hard. You got to just see the. Play. I know. It's a, it I know. doesn't really do it justice. I have a whole huge shag mural on my wall. Mm-hmm. So when you walk right in, there's just a massive mural on the wall. It looks like uh, you get like walk. It looks like a Palm Springs pad with a pool in the back. You know, it's just—it's it's hard. Awesome. It's hard to explain, but it's awesome. There's pictures of it. I know. But I yeah, love. It's fun. I love that you've kind of made it your own. Like that you you figured out how to make it your own thing. And also I've never like I've been in people's homes that are like, I'm a big, massive like Star Wars fan or like I'm a big, you know, this fan or whatever. And you're like, all right, cool. And, you know, they've got great pieces up or like I went to this woman, Zadrina. I went to her house and she had um, a piece of small world. Oh, damn. In their house because they had bought it at a Disney auction. Yeah. You know, I guess, I guess, and there are times where they retire. Oh, dude, pieces. there's so I've I have so many friends who, like, for example, in my enchanted tiki room, I have pieces from uh, the Polynesian at Disney World. You know, I have oh I have actual lights that were hanging on the walls, actual pieces of art because they re- they renovated and completely switched it over. Yeah, and to Disney, it's all garbage now. Well, yeah. they may as well just find, throw it how away. Do you even find that? There's stuff? just auctions. Yeah, I have, I have a friend who literally that's all he does is just buys and sells Disney memorabilia and Disney. He, you know, he's he's got animals from the Jungle Cruise. He's got he's got costumes from the, the from, he's got cast member costumes, costumes, the, the the character costumes. He's got, you know, every once in a while he'll be like, oh, I just picked up the, you know, the, the film from the Circle Vision Theater from 19. 19- you know, 94 or 92, whatever it is, you know, oh, I just got the original Star Tours uh, film, blah, blah, blah. What? Like, uh, yeah, all these just, un- you know, he, he he was walking around. We were just at the Magic Castle recently, and he was walking around with, have you been on Mr. Toad's Wild Ride? Of course. Yeah. Okay, so you know the very end, the little devils that hang? Yeah. You mm-hmm. know? Well, he had a, one of those, but the from the original, 
uh, ride from the fifties. All does he sell all something re- like that for? It's like ten grand or something. Holy crap! Yeah, oh, I'm gonna be in so much trouble. Yeah. Oh, dude. Well, John Stamos. John Stamos has a Doom buggy. He has a Dumbo car. He has the original Disneyland sign that used to be standing outside of Disneyland. He has the what? original D from Di- from the Disneyland sign. He ha- I mean, I think he has the whole sign. He just puts up the D. Is, the, his, is that his, just, his house? He up just on the shows top off of the, the D, John Stamos. Is that his house <laughs> at the top of the hill, about the top of the Hollywood Hills? With the big with Disneyland the big D? D? On the, yeah, on the big that's, D? that's Stamos' that place. Yeah, yeah. I've, Stamos I've shows it. off his D. Yeah. yeah. Yes. He does, he does show off his D. But yeah, he's he's a freak. He's like a, a freak about Holy Disneyland. shit. Yeah. Yeah, there's certain things that I see that I want so bad. Like at, uh, we went to... Uh, Scum and Villainy Cantina. Oh yeah, and uh, recorded episodes of our show there cool. with cast members from yeah. Star Wars, oh, which sick. was fucking nuts. For yeah. the uh, what was it for the 40th for anniversary? The, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah anniversary, anniversary of the first movie coming out. Yeah, it was bananas. But awesome. they have uh, those those like lamps. They like they're like they hang down in the bar section. Yeah, and they're they're the head from um, IG88. Their IG oh, head, and they just reused it for the cantina set. It was like just an extra piece that they oh, put in, so and he has a like the mold for it. And I was like, I want one so bad. <laughs> yeah, there's actually for what's cool about doing the tiki room is uh, the there's a place called Oceanic Arts in Whittier, California. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that does it's this huge tiki warehouse, and it's got this old couple it's like bob and roy i think and they've been together like since the 1940s and they've owned this place since i think 1954 or something it's been there forever and he's one of the most amazing tiki carvers in the world these massive giant tikis but anyway you go into this warehouse and it's literally everything you would need that's polynesian tiki island whatever and they make all of the stuff for Adventureland at Disneyland. Oh my so if you God. go to Disneyland and Adventureland and you see a lamp, you're like, oh, that lamp's awesome. Or, oh, that tiki mask is really cool. Or, oh, that... You can go to Oceanic Arts and track it down. So I have like a lot of the masks that are at Disneyland. A lot of the... The Jeez. the lamps in my tiki room. When you're at Disneyland, you're like, oh shit, that's the lamp that you have in your room. Oh wait, that's the lamp you have in your room. Oh wait, there's the tiki mask you have. So it literally is like... It's funny when people who... Haven't been to my house, but we go to Disneyland, and then we're like, "Oh, let's go to my house afterwards." They literally walk into my house, and they're like, "Wait, we just <laughs> left <laughs> Disneyland, and Jeez. now we're back in Disneyland." Okay, yeah. Now, it's do you know magical. all the like trivia? About oh, everything. The the hidden Mickey. I know and everything. All that stuff? Everything to know about Disneyland. There's nothing like I could. What pass are What any are a test. couple of cool facts that uh, about? Oh. Disneyland. Give itself. us three. Give us three. Three good ones. Before okay, we wrap three up. cool facts. Okay, three cool facts about Disneyland. Okay, one. Oh, wait, one. hang on, hang on, hang on. I'll get it. I'll get this on. Tape. Number get three. Okay. All right, here we go. Here we go. And three cool facts. Okay, three right. cool facts about Disneyland. One cool fact. First, three cool, cool facts about Disneyland. First, okay, three cool okay, facts. We can't about all Disneyland. introduce it, Stephen. <laughs> um, okay, so. One one is Walt got to pick the. I'm just these are just literally coming off the top okay. of my head. Okay, Walt got to pick the address, so he uh, he made it thirteen thirteen, which is MM for Mickey Mouse. That's kind of cool. Oh, nice. Oh, um, it's also like thirteen thirteen Mockingbird Lane for yeah, the monsters. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, there, no one no one has ever died in Disneyland Park because they don't declare anyone dead inside Disneyland. Oh, so, so the they, people have died there. They take about and then they declare them dead. And then they declare them dead. So they yeah. don't, they die on Harbor Boulevard. They don't die. Wow. In, they, oh. No one's ever been declared dead in Disneyland. 
Um, and then another one is a cool, uh, so if you go to the park and you ask someone where something is and they direct you and they want to point, they won't point. They'll use two fingers, right? They'll go, oh, it's this way or it's that way. And a lot of people think that, oh, it's because in a lot of cultures pointing is rude. So mm -hmm. just to make it universal, we use two fingers. Well, why wouldn't they just use their hand? Okay, it's this mm -hmm. way, you go that way, you go this way, right? Well, the reason they use two fingers is because Walt was a smoker. Okay? And so <laughs> this is true. And so, so, he would so Walt would be smoking, and he was never, ever, ever, ever without a cigarette. Mm -hmm. Ever. That's how he died. And so if you go to any picture of Walt inside Disneyland, you'll notice that, his, that he'll be talking and his fingers are like this, but there's nothing there because they've, <laughs> all, they've all been uh, digitally removed. Yeah. The only place that you can find a cigarette in Walt's hand at Disneyland is at Carthay Circle. You can, uh, there's, a, and there's even the same photo, but giant over at Steakhouse 55, and the cigarette's not there. But he's walking out of Carthay Circle right after the Snow White and Seven Doors premiere, He's got a big smile on his face, and he's got a cigarette in his hand. And it's a <laughs> small, tiny little picture at Carthay Circle, only one you can see. But anyway, that's wow. why. So he would, he would say, oh, this is where I'm going to be putting the Matterhorn. This is where we're going to put... Yeah, with two know, fingers. And he would always use two fingers because he would have a cigarette yeah. in his hand. That was the only <laughs> piece of Disney memorabilia that I had, which I gave to a friend of mine because I didn't care, was I had a matchbook unused from the Disneyland tobacco shop. Oh, uh, yeah, they used, they used to, to have. have a tobacco shop. And yeah. they used to have a Wizard of Bras. They used to have yeah. a lingerie shop on there, too. Yeah, and the tobacco shop, you can go and test out the tobacco. You could go in there and try it out. Oh, and yeah. Yeah, it was like a stuff. whole thing. And yeah. I, I remember seeing it as a kid on Main Street. Yeah. And I think they closed it up in, like, 1990 or something. Like it, was, it was before that. Okay. It was before that. It was, like, they, it was like in the maybe early 80s or like okay. 70s. Okay, easy trivia. What is inside the Matterhorn? What's inside the Matterhorn? Basketball court. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <clears throat> and which building... Is where they have Walt's head. <laughs> That's under the partner statue. Okay, perfect. <laughs> in in the middle of the hub, <laughs> below a statue of the Mad Hatter. Oddly yes. enough, there we go. Uh, Drake, uh, having you on this show has been a total and complete pleasure. Uh, where can people find you on the internet? On the internet, just uh, you know, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. It's just Drake Bell. Yeah, yeah. All right, and you can uh, find me at Disneyland. You know. Yeah. How often do you go? I think my record was uh, 198 times in a year. Oh, God. Oh, I have to go with you. Oh, yeah. You've it's been a to blast. the, oh, the club? Club 33? Oh, yeah. 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 Are, are actually, you a member? Or? No, I'm actually banned from Club yeah. 33. Oh, yeah. Why? That's yeah, upsetting. because I went too much, and, I got, and a bunch of people complained. They were <laughs> like, how come he has to go, and I can't, and I'm a member? It's like, because you live in Florida. Like, sorry, yeah, you can't yeah. be here all break. the time. Yeah. And so we just made a lot of friends, and every time we go, and we were there all the time, and so people, oh, come on up to the club, come on up to the club. And then all of a sudden they were like, yeah, you probably shouldn't be coming up to the club anymore. Uh, oh. But yeah, they have Club 33 in 1901, um, and we kind of, you know, wore, wore out our welcome. We, we got enough of it. We got enough of it. It's fine. And we didn't have to pay a dime. So. Yeah, there we go. Have you been in the Magic Castle room? No, I actually have not been in, that nor have I been in Walt's apartment. Yeah, I have really you been above the fire station in Disney jail. No, but <laughs> no. I have been at the Disney hospital because my girlfriend passed out on Main Street and almost, I literally what? like died in front of me. I'm like, really, really, you have to do it here, uh, really, oh where it, like God. you couldn't do it at home, so that I could still go to Disneyland and have a good time, oh, not have to remember no. that this is where you died. Oh no! <laughs> well, no. I went to the Harbor hospital. Boulevard is where <laughs> yeah, she died. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right, yeah. And on that note, <laughs> on that note, Mike, where can people find you? 
at Mike Black Attack on all social media. Uh, what about you, Matt Waka? Uh, you can find links to everything at uh, funnymat.com, or if you are upset with me for some reason, then let me know at mattwalkersucks.com. Hey, you can always get me at Stephen Glickman, S-T-E-P-H-E-N Glickman, on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Don't forget to subscribe to the Nighttime Show podcast. It airs every week in its entirety. Lots of good comedy, lots of weird stuff. Check it out. Subscribe, 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 and share, 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 and leave comments on our iTunes and uh, iHeartRadio pages. We love you guys. Thanks for listening to the Nighttime Show, and thanks for coming, Drake Bell. You're a real Ye- peach. Yeah, thanks for having me, buddy. <laughs> All right. All right. Here we go. Bye. <laughs>